Canada curious? This is the Yes We Canada podcast, the progressive's guide to getting the fuck out. This episode is called You Want a Donut with That? Hi, I'm Matt Zimbel. And I'm Mio Edelman. And yes, I do want a donut. Now, if there's one business in Canada that would be considered quintessentially Canadian, it's the quaint little donut shop called Tim Hortons, with sales of $3 billion a year. Which all started in 1964 with just one outlet in Hamilton, Ontario. Enjoy the taste and flavor of a Tim Hortons donut. And now there are 4,800 stores worldwide including a fake one in Seoul, South Korea, that looks identical, but is called, get this, do you know what it's called? This is crazy. It's called Tim Morton's. Oh, that'll trick those 25,000 Canadian English teachers living in Seoul. I mean, they're English teachers. How good could their spelling be? That, that sort of sounds like a mashup between Tim Hortons and Morton's The Steakhouse. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but here in Canada, forget about Seoul. In Canada, we love Tim Hortons. I don't even know if love is strong enough of a word. We, we love it so much, we call it Timmy's or Tim's. And in most small towns in Canada, it serves as kind of an unofficial town hall, like a clubhouse decorated in a style we'll call corporate comfy. But don't worry, we are a member. Canada is a member of the G8, and so we do have Starbucks, Dunkin... Do we have Dunkin'? We don't have Dunkin' Donuts, do we? Uh, um, We don't have Dunkin' Donuts. I'm sure I've seen some. Really? I don't want, like... I I don't want, like, as, as, as the official emissaries of Canada, which we've become with this podcast, I don't want to promise our potential new American neighbors a Dunkin' Donuts if it doesn't exist. So how about this? That's an excellent plan. No, what I'm going to do right now, no, I'm, while we're no. recording this session, yeah. is I'm going to go online and I'm going to check and are see you, if we have Dunkin' Donuts. Are you Donuts. Googling Dunkin' Donuts? I'm, do, go, I'm Googling Dunkin' Donuts. You're Googling Dunkin' Donuts? It will be the first, oh my time, God. Be the first time that anybody from Canada has ever... Because this, this is sacrilege. If you if you are a Canadian, you cannot admit to having gone to a Dunkin' Donuts because you would lose your citizenship based on <laughs> yeah, that's right. lack of loyalty but, to Tim Hortons. Mio, I've just gone on and I've just found like there's five, like there's five Dunkin' Donuts within blocks of my home. In Montreal. You, yes. You disloyal, you disloyal bastards. It, it figures, I haven't gone it, there. But it figures that Montreal and Quebec would be the places where there's a Dunkin' Donuts. It is, an, it is you couldn't win the referendum, so you said, you know what, fuck you, we're going to get a couple Dunkin' Donuts at the very least. Fuck you and your Tim Hortons. Whoa. We'll take some Dunkin' Donuts. Whoa. There is so much stuff to unpack there for our American listeners. The referendum. Okay, sorry. The animosity between English Canada and Quebec. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff to to (laughs) unpack. So how about this? How about this? In the meantime, we have live fact-checked my script. Live-checked. Okay. Okay. So so we do have... And we have confirmed. We do have Starbucks, a few Dunkin' Donuts, and a few (laughs) sad and lonely Krispy Kremes. I can attest to that. But Tim's... Eats their lunch big time. I mean, Hortons is the biggest coffee retailer, and you're not going to believe this. The biggest, forget about coffee, the biggest fast food restaurant in Canada, bigger than McDonald's. But 
like most great Canadian institutions, it's an institution. It's no, it is an institution. It's an institution. It's, it's, it's an arm of the government. It, right. it no, it's no longer actually Canadian because in 2014, Burger King, the American Burger King, bought Timmy's for a cool $11.4 billion U.S. That's serious money. That's a lot of money. Now, Hortons has become so big in Canada because it has a couple of direct links to our national sport, hockey. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. Imagine it's 5 o'clock in the morning in the middle of January. You were up late last night drinking with the girls. And this morning, you're up and at it early to take your 11-year-old to a hockey tournament 125 kilometers. That's 77.67 miles away from home. It's minus 35 Celsius. A little warmer in American. It's only minus 31 Fahrenheit. Is there an exchange rate on temperature? Yes. You scrape the ice off the car, shovel the driveway, try not to wake up the husband, and make sure that the kid has all her gear. Hey, champ, where's your stick? You get to the Tim Hortons drive-thru, and when that first drip of coffee, double-double for sure, eh? (laughs) It's your lips. It's a religious experience. Now... Usually, you wouldn't have religious experiences at this hour of the morning because you certainly never get up this early to go to church, right? And and if you did, how could you possibly compare a communion wafer to a Timbit? Oh, right. You're American. You probably don't speak Tims. You don't know what a Timbit is or a double-double. I have to Timsplain to the folks. Timsplain. I love it. Yes. We need to make sure that when you arrive in Canada, you assimilate seamlessly as a new immigrant. A Timbit is the dough of the donut where the hole is. Is that clear? Like in the middle, right? That's right, right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Think of it as a budget donut, an obesity accelerant, (laughs) or a crime against bacon. (laughs) If you speak Dunkin' Donuts, a Timbit is called a munchkin. A whatkin? A what? A munchkin. (laughs) Now that we've walked you through the product, you also need to know the history and the culture of this colossal coffee and donut joint. Tim Horton was a guy, a hockey player guy, a defenseman for the Maple Leafs, the Buffalo Sabres, the New York Rangers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. When he was 44, he tragically died in a high-speed single car crash while driving under the influence of drugs and alcohol on the Queen Elizabeth Way en route from Toronto to Buffalo. He was not wearing his seatbelt and was found 37 meters or 123 feet from the car. Now, I'm no marketing expert, but if Tim, the founding namesake of my donut chain, had died in a high-speed automobile accident after being thrown violently from the car, I'm not sure I would sell something called a Timbit. I, I'm never going to look at, at, at a box of Timbits the same the same way again. That's, that's is so brutal. Um now, Hortons is not only a donut retailer, a purveyor of fine baked goods in Canada. It's become a political class. In the U.S., your politicians chase soccer moms. In Canada, ours chase Tim Hortons voters. Like, like they're, they're a block of they, – they have a, a voting power. Some think they can carry an election, which might explain why our former prime minister, the right honorable Stephen Harper – declined an invitation to speak at the United Nations on global peace, nuclear proliferation, and climate change. The 66th plenary meeting of the General Assembly 
is called to order. And instead, <laughs> instead of doing all of that fancy stuff, held a photo op at a Tim Hortons donut plant in Oakville, Ontario in 2009. Hmm. New York City, global peace, Oakville, Ontario, donut factory. That's a tough one. On the Yes We Canada podcast, you know we're always complimentary about your American bravado. I mean, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. And up here in Canada, we're much more relaxed. Some might even say passive. But think of it like this. You Americans, you're a take-no-shit people. We're more of a shit-happens people. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. But if you want to piss off a Canadian, fuck with Tim Hortons. This is, this is a great example. So in, in 2003 the company changed their policy and started to par-bake and freeze their product. So, like, done in advance, not done in the stores in the moment. A la minute, as the French say. A la minute. A la minute. Uh, Would you like your donuts a la minute? Patisserie. (laughs) Now, this is no big development in the fast food arts, where the drill is to get the food to the outlets faster and cheaper. But the problem is, at Timmy's... The corporate cut line is Tim Hortons always fresh. So the customers and franchise owners totally went apeshit and sued the parent company. Like, can you imagine that? My fresh donut is frozen. See you in court. The judge, (laughs) probably a Krispy Kreme munching motherfucker, found in favor of the company. So found in favor of Parbake. That's right. So then let's flip this back to the good folks in marketing at Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, always frozen. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, look, first of all, buddy, you got to sell it a little bit more. Tim Hortons, always frozen. Oh, they have the movie, they have the movie trailer guy do that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's a, a professional voiceover person, not one of us. It I was mean... a donut <laughs> that once was frozen. So I know you listen to this podcast to learn how to immigrate to Canada. But as a bonus and a self-help tool, today we're going to give you the commercial trade secret on how Tim Hortons became the fastest-growing food retailer in Canada. Oh, I like that. I like that. So, like, you can come to this country and also become a food magnet. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Here's the the secret. It's right in front of you. It is so easy, too. Their food, Tim's food, has no flavor. (laughs) None. It tastes like nothing. What does that have to do with it? No, because, look, if, if it tastes like nothing, no one can be offended by it. Oh, I it's see. It's bland. I see, I see, I see. It's dull. It's flavor-free. Lowest common it's denominator. The, it, it appeals to everybody. Right. Yes. Exactly. It's a brilliant Canadian solution. And, in fact, it's the culinary equivalent of the famous Canadian diplomatic solution to every problem, which is, let's study it. Hmm. And now, before we move you to a less fattening podcast, let me give you one more self-help tip from the uh, donut industry. Just like in America, where the states set the minimum wage, here in Canada, it is set by the provinces. Before being ousted from power in 2018, the Liberal government of Ontario increased the minimum wage from $13 an hour to $15 an hour. Wait, what? A living minimum wage? See? What did I tell you? Come on up. The socialism's fine. And, you know, this is another story that will demonstrate the ingenuity of of the Tim Hortons parent company after the minimum wage was increased to ensure that no damage was done to their bottom line. 
the owners of, of Tim Hortons in Coburg, Ontario, cut the employees' paid breaks and most of their dental and health benefits. And it gets worse. Turns out the parsimonious owners of these two Timmy's stores in Coburg are the son of the guy who bought the entire chain from Tim Hortons' widow for a cool million bucks back in 1974 and Tim Hortons' daughter. Oh, the Tim Horton voters were not happy to hear about their beloved staff being treated like crap. They protested. They actually marched in front of the stores. It got ugly. So the takeout here is this. When you're a multi-million dollar franchise owner and the offspring of the founders of the chain, don't nickel and dime your employees. It's just not Canadian. If you don't want to miss the next episode, follow or give us a like on whatever streaming platform you're listening on. And if you're really motivated, give us a review to help spread the word. Thanks for listening. There's a new episode of Yes We Canada every Tuesday. Tuesday.